Hey, uh, would you open your Bibles to 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 1 through 3? This morning, we're going to focus on verses 2 to 3. We're going to continue on growing in grace, uh, part 2. And as you open your Bibles, I want to start off with the idea that, you know, there are very few things in this world as deflating, as soul-crushing, as life-sucking, as the knowledge of stagnancy or no growth. Um, the thought of kind of reverting back and going back to the way things were, not in a good way, in, in terms of digressing or plateauing, it, it can literally, it, it, it can be quite depressing. Um, we have three boys now, but when our middle child, Noah, when he was born, Judah was about uh, three years old, oh, a year and a half, rather, when he was born. And as we saw, uh, as he saw his little brother start growing up from a little, you know, little baby lizard, all shriveled up as Noah, and as he was growing up, Judah um, was really like, ah, how come he doesn't do anything? He just stays there, and he just sleeps, and he just barfs, and he just drools, and he just, you know, he, he doesn't do anything. And... We told Judah, hey, Judah, you know, we, we miss you being like this, being small and like a little football. You are the littlest of all of our kids, Judah. <laughs> you were like six pounds, uh, 11 ounces, not even seven pounds. And, you know, we miss holding you like, like a football. We, we, especially me, I'm a baby whisperer. I love babies. When uh, Judah would yawn, a little baby, oh, like yawn, I would smell the baby breath. I mean, I just love the baby stage. And I said, oh, Judah, we miss you so much. He goes, I, I wish you could go back to, to being a baby. He goes, no, never. I like being a big boy now. I like not wearing a diaper. I like, you know, climbing on trees. I like running. I like to be able to um, ride my scooter. I was like, well, Judah, too bad. Renee looked at me with a wink and said, well, too bad, you know, the vitamins that you took, those are actually babies shrinking pills. So you took it, so when you go to sleep tonight, when you wake up, you'll be small like a little baby. And Judah, for the life of him, just started bawling and crying like he was totally inconsolable. Like, ah, no, never. And he had a little tantrum. Just the thought of digressing back to being a baby and the thought of not progressing and growing and developing, it just made him depressed and it made him cry. Well, in 1 Peter chapter 2, uh, Peter tells us that we are to put away um, all malice, all envy, all hypocrisy, all slander, and we are to long for spiritual milk so that we could grow in salvation. In other, in other words, we are to deny and we're to long so that we can advance and we could develop and we could mature in grace. We could grow in grace that is in Christ Jesus. We would grow in our relationship and our walk with Jesus. So let's turn to our text in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 1 to 3. So put away all malice 
and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk that by it you may grow up into salvation. There's that operative phrase or clause that you may grow up into salvation if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray. Uh, Father, we have tasted your goodness. We have experienced your faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. And so, Lord, as we get into your word this morning, we ask that you give us eyes to see, you give us ears to hear, you would give us a mind to understand and to welcome your word as truth. And Lord, most importantly, that you'll give us hands and feet that we would walk out in obedience to what you have spoken to us so that we will not just be passive hearers, but we will be active doers. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Have you noticed that your soul or your body will desire what you feed it? You will desire or crave what you nurture or what you train your body. There's a reason why they have this phrase called comfort food. How many of you coffee drinkers out there, like you drink coffee and maybe you ran out of Nespresso or you ran out of coffee and you're panicking, figuring out like you're, you, you start getting headaches and your body be, begins to crave and desire uh, coffee. Or maybe if you've gone on vacation for a while, right, that you, uh, you come back, you, you go on vacation and you go, you go on road trips and you different time zones and, and you, you eat you know, Chick-fil-A and In-N-Out and Shake Shack, all that stuff is good. But after day three or day four, you're just kind of like, ah, oh, I just need to go back to my routine. You know, not only with food and physically, but I think your very own soul and your spirit will crave and long for what you feed your spirit. You know, I've, I've heard from those gym rats or those who work out that, you know, after a, a day or two, they miss running or they miss working out. They're like, ah, I, my body needs it. Well, in the same way, what we feed spiritually, what we desire in our spirit, what we desire in our souls, um, it, it comes as a result of what we feed it. And in 1 Peter chapter 2, Peter says, okay, we put away all malice, all deceit, all envy, all uh, uh, slander. We put those stuff away, but he says, now you long for pure spiritual milk. And we're going to be talking about the second part of growing in grace. And the second part of growing in grace is, yes, we put these things in a way, these things away. I remember last week we talked about relational rot. These things, these uh, relational issues within us that rot our horizontal relationships. And we put those things away and we bless and we love and we pray for our enemies, right? And today we're going to be talking about longing or desiring for 
spiritual milk or desiring for God. And here's the main point that I want us to um, live out. Would you write this down? Spiritual growth is not automatic. Growing in grace is a result of passive resistance to the flesh and active pursuit of God. Spiritual growth doesn't just happen naturally. Spiritual growth is not like praise Jesus. Praise Jesus, automatic. Spiritual growth is not optional. Spiritual growth is dynamic. It's active and it is must be intentionally pursued. That we must, as Paul says in Philippians, that we must work out our salvation with fear and trembling. And the very purpose that we put away and we desire God, we desire the things of God, is so that we may grow in grace, that we would mature and develop in our relationship with God. And uh, I want to talk to us of point number two. Last week we said, get rid of relational rot. Number two is this, second part of verse two. It's actively pursue God and His Word. Actively pursue God and His Word. Let's look at verse 2. It says, Like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk that by it you may grow into salvation if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. This phrase pure, unadulterated, spiritual milk, it can refer to the Word of God. It can refer to the Bible. Earlier in 1 Peter chapter 1, the previous chapter, uh, Peter says, the grass withers but the flower, and the flowers fade, but the Word of the Lord, it endures forever. So it can refer to the Word, but I believe here, it's not strictly pure spiritual milk does not is not strictly limited to the Bible or to the Word of God. I believe that pure spiritual milk here, it refers to the very things that nurture and nourish the Christian community in its growth. What are you saying? I'm saying this, that pure spiritual milk, it refers to the knowledge of God. It refers to prayer and repentance and worship and and giving, and fasting, and faithful obedience, and instruction in the gospel, and hearing the word of God preached. So it's not just limited to reading the Bible, but it includes pure spiritual milk. It includes the things of God, the spiritual graces that God allows us as an avenue to enter in and to grow deep in our relationship with Him. I think this is what pure spiritual milk refers to. So the desire for spiritual nourishment is the desire of any church that wants to know the Lord and live in light of His will. Remember that this, is, this command is based on being born again. That if you have been made anew, that if you have been regenerated from the inside out, where God transforms your heart of stone and transforms it to a heart of flesh, and you've been born again, like what Jesus told Nicodemus, 
you're going to put away and you're going to desire, you're going to crave, that you're going to long for spiritual milk. And you're going to long for God and you're going to long for the things of God. So desiring God and desiring His Word, there's a purpose and a basis. The purpose is this, that you may grow up into salvation. The purpose that you long you notice it doesn't even say if you read your Bible, but it says it has to do with your affection. It has to do with loving the Lord with all your heart. It has to do with your emotions. You long, you desire, you crave God and the things of God. So you deny and you desire the things of God. And the basis of this, as I said earlier, is that you have been born again through the living and abiding word. And the reason why we're to desire God and his word is that you have been made new in Christ Jesus. So you empty yourselves of these relational rot, but now you have to fill it up with God. Can I say something to you guys? God cannot fill something that's already full. Let me repeat that. God cannot, God will not fill up something that's already full. God needs an empty vessel. That's why you must first confess with your mouth. Believe. You confess. When you confess, you empty yourself of condemnation. You empty yourself of guilt. You empty yourself of judgment. You confess that you're a sinner. You empty yourself before God. Romans 10, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is God or the Christ, Jesus is the Christ and that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. And God cannot fill up something that's already full. We must empty ourselves and we must after we empty ourselves, after we rid ourselves of all malice and slander and envy and, and backtalk, after we empty ourselves, we got to fill ourselves up. We can't just empty ourselves and like, okay, well, that's it. I guess uh, I'm growing in God. It's two, it's the same coin with two sides. We must empty ourselves in order that we fill ourselves up. It, you just don't empty yourself and confess your sins and get rid of it. Now, there's this empty vessel that God wants to use that you can grow and mature in. So what do you do? You long, you desire for pure spiritual milk. It's like that person that, think, that says, oh, don't think about sinning, don't think about sinning, don't think about sinning, don't think about sinning, don't think about sinning. What are you doing? You're thinking about sinning. It's just like the movie Encanto. We don't talk about Bruno, no, no, no. You know, we don't talk about Bruno. We don't say about Bruno. But you know what? We're going to sing a song about we don't talk about Bruno. Which, by the way, we don't talk about Bruno has become, has surpassed Let It Go from Frozen. Okay? And so all that to say is that, yes, we empty ourselves, but we also have to fill up and we fill our soul, we fill our spirit by longing for pure spiritual milk. We long, we desire, we covet God and, and the things of God. 
That's why Jesus says in the Beatitudes in Matthew chapter 5, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. What happens when we hunger and thirst and we long for pure spiritual milk? For they shall be filled. God would satisfy you if you hunger after Him. Be who you already are in Christ Jesus. If you've been born again, if you have a new, if you are a new creation in, in Christ, of course you want the new things that God has for you. If you've been born, if you've been dead to sin and been made alive to God, you want the new life that God has for you. You know, my family, we migrated from the Philippines of, in May of 1988. You know, after a couple years, my parents and my older brother and my older sister, they were eligible to be sworn in as United States citizens, to be citizens of uh, United States, not just a, a legal alien. And so w while they, my parents got sworn in and my older siblings, my younger, my myself and my older brother were like, ah, we're not going to do that. We're just we're just going to watch the USC game on a Saturday. And it wasn't until a couple years later where my oldest brother said, Hey, John, John, who's, he's a, a lawyer. He's like, Hey, I'm, we're just, we're studying this case right now where there's a Korean immigrant who's not an American citizen. He, he's here legally. He's, he is going to be deported back to Korea. It's like, if you get caught, if you do something, leave, if you go speeding, drunk drive, whatever it is, like they might deport you back. And then I, I got scared and I was like, oh man, I better be careful. I must, and I was super cautious. I don't want to be deported. Some of you are thinking, oh, did Pastor John marry Renee for the papers? Like, no, <laughs> okay. I got, I became a citizen. I got sworn in, but after I was sworn in, I didn't. I, w I started living out who I was. I started living as a citizen of the United States. I started uh, voting when I turned 18. You know, I wasn't walking around scared like I'm going to be deported, but I, I knew my rights. I became more active. So in the same way, listen, you've been born again. If you've been made new, start desiring things of God. There's another reason why in 1 Peter we are to grow in grace of salvation. Number two, would you write this down? Growing in grace prepares you for the future reality of salvation. Let me say that again. Growing in grace, maturing in Jesus, it prepares you for the future reality. Write that down. It's a future reality of salvation. Let's read verse 2 again. Like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk that by it you may grow up into salvation if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. So we are growing into salvation, which means we're going to arrive one day to the full fruition of our salvation. You see, in the Bible, there's three aspects of salvation, of being saved. The past, the present, and the future. That once you believe in Jesus, 
You have been saved. You are saved from that moment. You've been transferred from death to life, from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. Once you were not a people, now you become God's people once you confess and believe in Christ. You have been saved in the past. There's a present aspect of salvation where you are presently being saved. That God continues, uh, the theological term is sanctification. That God continues to save you. That God continues to set you clean and make you clean. But there's a future tense or future aspect of salvation. That is a future that when your faith becomes sight, as uh, 1 Thessalonians says, at the sound of a trumpet and a loud shout when Christ returns, our faith in Jesus, who we cannot see, we worship a God that we cannot hold. We embrace a Savior that we cannot see in our eyes. When Christ returns, our faith unseen will become sight. And when that happens, then there's the future aspect of salvation that we'll not only be saved in our souls, but we will, our bodies will be saved. There's a full fruition of our salvation. If you look at 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 5, it says, Who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. So there's a salvation where God saves you for the when Christ returns for the last time that it, it's ready to be revealed when Christ returns. Look at 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 9. Obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Yes, you have been saved. Yes, you are being saved. But Peter here, he's saying that in the future, the outcome of your faith, the full realization when Christ comes back, where our faith becomes sight, then we will completely, we will come full circle. Our salvation will come into full fruition. And what, what does this all mean? It simply mean, means this, that when we rid of these relational rots, and we long and we desire after God. We desire to read His Word. We desire to study the Bible. We desire fellowship. When we put away, when we empty and we fill ourselves with God, it prepares us for the future, rea future reality of salvation. It enhances, it strengthens you, it gets you ready. Could I just say this, you guys, that... If you don't desire God, heaven will be of no use to you. Because what makes heaven, heaven is Jesus. It's not the streets of gold. It's not the house with many, it's not the mansion with many rooms. It's not that we'll be able to walk through walls. It's not the glorified body. What makes heaven heaven is Jesus. When we get to see Jesus face to face. And when we rid, when we put off these relational rots, and when we pursue God, actively desire His Word, actively desire and pursue God, it prepares us 
for our future salvation. It gets us ready to when Christ returns, we'll be like the parable of the ten virgins, that we will be one whose oil and whose lamp is ready for the bridegroom. That we would be prepared, that we, we are not unaware and caught by surprise, that we are fully ready, that we live, as First Peter chapter 1 says, as elect exiles. And why pursue the Word of God? Because there's a, in 1 Peter, there's a sense of durability, of permanence and endurance. 1 Peter chapter 1 says that we have been born again by the imperishable, something that doesn't die, by the living and abiding Word of God. So because we've been born again by the living, abiding Word of God, that it's the grass withers, the flowers fade, but the Word of God endures forever. The same God, He's going to guard you, He's going to protect you at the start of your salvation, during your salvation, and towards the end of your salvation. And so, what's our action point for us as we wrap this up? Here is an action point, is... This week, I call it the Desiring the Word Weekly Challenge. Desiring the Word Weekly Challenge. And what do I mean by that? Redeem entertainment and leisure. How many of you guys, like me, if you're doing chores, like you're um, changing oil, or you're folding laundry, or you're washing dishes, you need to have something leisure or entertainment in the background right like uh, maybe you have netflix you you have the office in the background that's running or you have amazon prime or you have sports during this week in order to grow and prepare for the future reality of salvation so that you can grow in your relationship with god would you replace and desire the word of god would you replace it with the audio bible would you replace it with a sermon or good gospel-centered preaching? Maybe um, you guys, in your leisure, you like to read. You read ESPN or you read, um, you know, different articles and different websites and you watch, you read the news. Instead of that, this week, seven days that you desire and you long for pure spiritual milk, could you replace that with God-centered resources or God-centered content so that you long for the pure spiritual milk? So instead of logging to ESPN or logging to CNN or Fox News, wherever you go, would you just open your Bibles? And if you've read the Bible already and and that that day, uh, could you supplement your the primary intake of the Bible, maybe you could go to websites like tgc.com, the Gospel Coalition, where you could get articles of what it means to be gospel-centered, or you could go to desiringgod.org, where they have articles and sermons and uh, messages and preachings that would really supplement your faith. Like even for me, like when I'm driving, I, you know, because I don't have cable TV, uh, when I'm driving, I usually put go to YouTube. I put in the, e, you know, search ESPN. I just listen to ESPN First Take, you know, with Stephen A. Smith, or I listen to 
first things first or skip and shannon undisputed and i listen to sports talk while i'm driving and stuff and but this week in preparation for this message i turn those off and I just put on BibleGateway.com and I just put on Audio Bible and I just listen to the Word of God because I want to grow into salvation. I want to be prepared to the future salvation when Christ returns. I'm replacing these things. I empty myself. I seize these things in order to pursue God. Here's another one. Night of worship. Would you join us? Would you stir, ask the Holy Spirit to stir your affection for Jesus? April 6th, an hour of just worshiping God would be like Mary where we wash, you know, figuratively we wash, we would be at the feet of Jesus and we prepare for his uh, death and his burial and his resurrection. That we would wash our feet um, Jesus' feet with our hair and that we would be undignified before God and we worship God and we desire. Maybe this week, maybe you could fast. Fast from a meal and just pursue and long and crave and desire for pure spiritual milk because your body and your soul will crave what you feed it. If you feed your soul, if you nurture your soul with the things of God, pretty soon you'll realize, oh, I need more of Jesus. Just as you've been devoting yourselves to hearing the message and to going to online church, where if you miss it, you're like, oh, I need it. In the same way, if you nurture, not just on Sundays, but from Sunday to Sunday, the seven days, this whole week, would you desire the Word of God and I love this quote by Dallas Willard um, where he says, Grace, because we're to grow in grace, grace is not opposed to effort. It is opposed to earning. Effort is action. Earning is attitude. You have never seen, seen people more active than those who have been set on fire by the grace of God. We're not desiring we're not reading our bible and we're not fasting so that we could go to heaven we're not doing it to earn favor with god we're not doing it so that we could be in the good graces of god we're we it's because i've been born again it's because my desires have been changed where i just don't want to listen to sports radio all day or watch netflix or uh, fill my my time with uh, other things that i I've been born again. My desires have changed. That I'm not earning, but I'm putting in effort because I am made new in Christ Jesus. And so I'm going to close off the same way I closed off last week. Was, it, was that, have you tasted the goodness of God? If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good, Rid yourselves of all malice, envy, slander, and gossiping. Rid yourselves and desire pure spiritual milk. Desire the things of God if you have tasted that the Lord is good. So have you tasted the goodness of God? I didn't ask, have you gone to church? Or 
Have you attended small groups or have you said the sinner's prayer and you raised your hand when the pastor said and you responded to an altar call? I'm asking you, are you born again? Because Jesus says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of God, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Has your desires changed? Has your appetite been altered? Or do you still go, do you still, are you unchanged? Maybe you're not born again. You're still into the same things. You're still into gossiping. You're still into drinking. You're still into lying. You're still into your old way of life or your way of life that there's nothing changed, but now you have the label Christian because it's just not the confession of your mouth, but it's the, the changing and the altering of your desires that we want to please God. And so I'm going to ask you to come before the Lord and we'll pray together. Lord, we thank you so much, God, that you have made us anew through your Holy Spirit. I ask right now that you would change our desires, Lord. You would give us strength to pursue you and to love you. Jesus, uh, I pray, God, that the word that you've preached, um, that it would bear fruit in our lives, take root into our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, you guys, we're looking forward to meeting with you guys in person. Mark your calendars, April 6th, a night of worship and small groups. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord give you his peace. Amen. We love you guys. Have an amazing week.